Welcome to Childcare CRM the podcast. You're familiar with Childcare CRM the company, and hopefully you love using Childcare CRM the product. I'm your host, Sierra Rossing, and I serve as the content marketing manager at Childcare CRM. In this episode of Childcare CRM the podcast, I'm joined by Jamarian Tabor, who is a childcare business owner, childcare success academy member, and the 2021 Childcare Rockstar of the Year. And I'm really excited that she took the time to join me today. This conversation really gave me goosebumps. So make sure to get your notepad out, take some notes, because the value she has to share is really something that you can't get anywhere else. And Jamarian is doing really amazing things in Atlanta, Georgia. She's committed to offering quality childcare for inner city children. And she's the proud owner of two 24-hour childcare centers in the Atlanta metro area, Tulip's 24-hour learning academy, and Madeline's House 24-hour childcare center. So without further ado, let's see what Jamarian has to say. So where are you located? Um, I am in the Atlanta metro area, so I'm right outside of what what's considered the Atlanta metro area. I'm right outside of um, the city of Atlanta in a town called Powder Springs. So maybe okay. about 15 minutes from the city. Okay, nice. Is that where you're from? No, I'm actually from Chicago. Oh, mm-hmm. very so I'm actually cool. From Chicago. Wow. I moved here um, in 2015. Okay, wow. So what kind of inspired that move? That's a big job. Big change. I yes, it was um, just for a better environment, um, um, better surroundings for my children. So me and my husband decided to move and we're both entrepreneurs. So um, entrepreneurship is very big in Atlanta. Um, That's so awesome. it was a great opportunity for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. Obviously, you've accomplished a lot. So I'm excited to talk about, you know, what you're currently doing in child care, how you got started and then also, you just are coming off of the twenty twenty one Child Care Rockstar of the Year. <laughs> ma'am, yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's awesome. so. How long have you been a member of the Child Care Success Academy? Um, well, I have been in the Child Care Success Academy since July of two thousand nineteen. Okay. Um, so I started at the growth level, and then I upgraded to Freedom um, in July of two thousand twenty. And then I recently, well, it's almost been a year, I upgraded to Empire um, in December of 2020. Awesome. Congratulations. I mean, I'm not obviously a member myself, but I hear Empire is like the best place to be. So yeah, so it's the, it's, you have, um, well, they just added a new level now, which is launch. So you have launch, growth, freedom, and Empire. So Empire is the highest level. Wow. That's awesome. So what initially inspired you to get started in the childcare industry? Um, actually, you know, I'm, I'm very transparent about my journey in childcare and I tell people all the time, I kind of fell into it. Um, when we moved here in 2015, um, I always had an entrepreneur mindset. Um, I had a boutique before um, I moved to Atlanta and so I've been an entrepreneur. I had already been an entrepreneur for a while, um, but when I came to Atlanta, that industry was so overly saturated. It was just, you know, it was too many for me. Um, and so I was working, and working wasn't doing it because I have four children at the time. My children were smaller, um, so it was causing me to be away from them a lot. I was working in collections um, as a collection supervisor, and it was just really 
taking me away from home too much. And so um, actually my husband came up with the idea. We started, I started doing home childcare and I did that for about a year and didn't think that I was going to like it as much as I did. Um, And we outgrew our little small townhouse so fast that I had really kind of had no other choice but to look for a location um, because we really outgrew it within that year. Um, So I stayed at home as a home provider um, for a year and then I decided to venture out and open up a center. And I think just when I started to do it, um, I've always had a passion for helping. um, Just I did a lot of charity work when we was in Chicago. And so I think just the idea of me helping parents, it really warmed my heart it made me smile and I said okay I think this is something that I might like doing and it just went from there that's awesome so what was it I mean what was the like to transition from childcare at your home versus going to a brick and mortar location it was rough (laughs) it was very rough um you know, I'll be totally honest with you. It was not a walk in the park. Um, I didn't have any training um, when I started. So I really knew nothing about childcare, just what I Googled. And, you know, I had had a boutique before, um, but when I had my boutique, I didn't have any employees, you know, so it was just me. And going from having you know, managing a business with no employees, managing a business in your living room. So now my first building was 10,000 square feet, 22 employees. When I first opened, I'm like, what, you know? And so it was, it was very, it was difficult. It was difficult because I didn't have the correct mindset. Um, Not only did I not know anything really about childcare, I didn't know anything about the business aspect of childcare. And that hurt me more than anything because um, my business wasn't structured properly. I didn't have systems in place. My finances wasn't together. Um, And I was basically just going, living for the day and going day by day, you know, like it's like we were throwing the dice up in the air and to see where they land, you know. So it was very hard for me um, the first two years, actually, because I was just kind of winking it. You know, yeah. so it, it it was rough. <laughs> well, you, it sounds like you started with a with a bang. You know, twenty two employees and ten thousand square feet. I would say I started off very good as far as employees and students. I was able to. I was blessed, and I took did a change of ownership, so I took on an existing center. Um, so I had children. Um, I opened with about forty kids. Um. Mm-hmm. And I had the staff, I had everything that I needed to operate correctly, but I just Mm -hmm. didn't know how to use it. So that's where my troubles came from. Um, I had never managed, you know, that many people. So I didn't know how to talk to people. Um, You know, I thought it was my way or no way. And so that caused me a lot of trouble (laughs) to say the least. But um, yeah, it was rough. It was rough in the beginning. But it all worked out, you know, it all worked out, um, but it, it took, it was a long road to get to where I'm at, where I'm at now. No. What was kind of the turning point for you in your business? Um, my turning point happened in October of 2018. Um, I was actually on vacation um, on a cruise in Jamaica. And I received a call from my director. Um, it was a new director. I had just hired her. 
And she told me that the state was there to issue us a, um, they were revoking our license in 30 days. Oh, wow. You know, and I'm, I was so confused because I'm like, why? What's going on? We, didn't, we haven't done anything. And come to find out when I came home um, and I had to get a lawyer and we had to go down to the state to find, we had a hearing to find out exactly what was going on. Um, it was, I had a lot of fines that I didn't know about. Um, a lot of discrepancies in our license report that my director was hiding from me, my previous director. Um, but at the time I was an offsite owner. Um, as long as the money was coming in, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't concerned about being there every day because I felt like she had it, but really she didn't. And she was hiding a lot of things from me. Um, and so when Although I wasn't there, I had worked hard in those two years to stay open, you know, and to um, make sure that payroll was met and, you know, just making sure I did things that I was supposed to do as an owner, what I thought I was supposed to do. So to know that the state licensing agency can just come in and snatch my business away from me um, and it's not really much I can do about it, that I think was really my eye opener because that would have changed my, my, my family's life drastically. You know, when a child care center shuts down, um, of course, everyone is hurt. The children are hurt. You know, the, the parents can't go to work. Teachers lose their job. Um, but at the end of the day, the owners take the biggest blow because we go on, you know, what's considered a blacklist and they give us a certain time where we can't open a location. Teachers can go up the street and get another job parents can find another child care center, you know, but we lose the a hundred percent of our income, you know, quick, just like that. And so for me, that was my eye opener. That was my turning point. That was when I said, okay, Jamarion, you have to get it together. You, you, you have to learn your business and get some structure in your business. And that is when once I finished, you know, once I went through that process and I was able to save my license, I was determined to find some type of program or some type of coaching that can help me take my business to the next level. Yeah. And is that when you found Chris? Yes, it is. That's when, well, not exactly. I didn't find, I, well, I found the Academy maybe, maybe four months later after that happened, but I wasn't convinced. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't convinced. I said, okay, I'm going to pay this lady all this money a month <laughs> um, for something that I can YouTube, you know, and I seen she had all these free videos available on YouTube. So I started watching the free videos. And as I started watching the videos on YouTube, I was implementing little things and doing little changes, but it still wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to do the turnaround that I know I needed. And I went to the um, summit in, no, I joined the Academy in July of 2019. I finally joined, but still wasn't really convinced. Um, I wasn't making my calls, um, wasn't really diving into our portal like I needed to. Um, and then in October, I went to the summit, October 2019, I went to the summit. And that's when I think I was convinced. Um, I started to hear other stories of, of people that were going through the same thing that I was going through, um, people in all across the United States. And that made me, that boosted my confidence back up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like such a failure because I said, okay, other people have been through the same thing in this industry. Okay. But, you know, they have mastered it now. And it was one person um, in the academy 
and her name is Kim Parmaris, and I don't never think I've even told Kim this, but her story is what really, really just had me say, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, this is something that um, can turn around, you know, and I was determined where I'm from. Um, I don't really have a lot of um, business owners in my family, you know, and so for me, it was bigger than me. You know, I had to make this happen, it, not just for me, not just for my children, um, you know, but for my family, for my family as a whole, you know, Um I didn't, my role models growing up was in business owners, you know, in the neighborhood that I'm, that I come from, we don't have a lot of business owners. So for me to make this happen and to make it happen successfully and be very successful was major for me. So I was willing at that point, I was willing to do anything that I had to do to make sure that I made it to my next level. And that is when I think I started to go hard in the academy um, and really change my systems and change my policies and procedures um, and really get things in place. And that was, yeah, that, that, that was my start right there. And from there, it just, you know, it, it took off. And right now I'm at a point, of course, nothing in childcare, nothing is never perfect. Um, but I'm at a point now where we do have systems in place and I have policies and procedures. I have at my, I have two locations now. Um, so at my first location, I really do have my dream team. Um, my second location just opened in June of this year. Um, so we're still building that up, but it was so, the process was so much better because I had a blueprint already and I knew what to do. Yeah. Well, and I love that you mentioned, you know, coming from a, kind of such an entrepreneurial passion with you and your husband, but then recognizing that you needed to invest in yourself and your business, I think is something that, um, is a little bit uncommon in childcare. I think um, there is definitely a tendency to maybe see it as more of a service and kind of giving of yourself and caring for the children, which is all very important. But there's um, maybe a disconnect in how people view childcare as a business. I know before I came into the industry, I definitely did not realize that it is such a business and there is there are, you know, you have to make you have to get enrollments to make your revenue, to pay your employees and all that. So um, what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't view their childcare organization as a business? I would tell them to rethink it. Um, as you stated, yes, we are. And I, I talk to so many owners and I hear them say, you know, we're providing a service and I don't want to look money hungry. And, you know, I don't want people to feel like it's just about the money for me. And, you know, I don't want to be so strict. And this is a family. And yes, all of that is true. We are a family. We are here. You know, I always tell people child care is kind of like a ministry um, because not only do we care for the and nurture the children, we nurture the parents as well. We as owners, we nurture the parents. We nurture our teachers, you know, but at the, at the end of the day, it is a business. It's a business. Mm -hmm. And with any business, you have to have structure. You have to have policies mm -hmm. and procedures. You have to have operating systems or it's just not going to work. It's not going to work because policies and procedures are what keep the kids safe. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have policies and procedures, then staff would be able to do what they felt was correct. You know, what they thought that was correct. A lot of things I learned in childcare that 
I did with my children that I thought was right until I started doing childcare. You know, so I would tell, I think that, um, as you stated, it's so, people don't look at the business part of childcare. So when you think about getting a business coach and taking classes and, and investing in you to become a better owner, people say, well, it's just childcare. You know, it's just babysitting. But it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. You know, we are, I, I tell people all the time that I feel like early childhood is the foundation of education. We are investing into little one's lives and we're investing into the people that work for us. And so you have to have a solid foundation if you if you want to grow anything, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why I'm a, a big, big advocate of coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a, a strong advocate of the academy, of course, because I love the academy. <laughs> um, but I tell people all the time, if the academy is not for you, just find you a coach. Because it would it would change your life. I never looked at numbers um, the way that I do now until until I started coaching. I never thought about you know what's my FTA and what's my you know this and looking at my analytics and you know I never thought about my conversion rates. I never thought about that. You know, for for years I felt like I knew about childcare CRM. And I said, like, what's the point? I'm going to pay somebody all that money a month just to, for some leads. I can give them own leads. We can call our own leads back. But when you have structure, mm -hmm. when you know where your marketing dollars are going, when you know, okay, in January, that's when we really see a strong enrollment, right? Mm -hmm. March is not that good. I mean, you, you have to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers. And you're only going to know all of that stuff and know how to structure your business Um if you invest in yourself yeah. and invest in your business with getting, you know, the childcare has become very innovative. Um, and I think that sometimes we're so used to doing it the old way. You know, we want to have paper for everything and we want to use paper and we just, you know, want to have binders and we want to have, and all of that is awesome. Right. But that's not, that is not what's going to take us to the next level, yeah. not in 2021 and beyond. Yep. You know, you have to have systems and policies and procedures and um, onboarding processes. And yep. if not, your business is not going to work. It's not going to work. And, you know, it's only so much that you can Google. It's only so much that you can go to someone's um, inbox on Facebook or on Instagram and ask them, can they help you with that? At some point, you're going to have to invest in yourself and you're going to have to get into some type of coaching program because this business you need it, not just for the knowledge, but for the support, because it gets hard. It gets hard and it gets lonely. As an owner, it's very lonely sometimes because you feel like no one understands you and not even your director sometimes. You know, you feel like nobody understands what you're going through because we're here to serve everybody else all the time. You know, we want to make sure our culture is good for the staff. We want to make sure we hire a good staff so they can provide great you know, a great experience for the children. We want to make sure the parents are taken care of. We're taking care of everybody mm -hmm. and we're filling everybody else bucket. Yeah. But I do believe that when you have a tribe and you're, you know, you have some type of organization that you're a part of with other mm -hmm. owners, that's when you go and get your bucket filled. And yeah. as an owner, you need that. You need to have your bucket filled because it's a burnout. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. with the academy, we mm -hmm. go to um, masterminds every three months, every quarter. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. refreshing. 
it's it's refreshing because you know even if if times are good or times are bad you know hey i'm not the only one that's going through this mm-hmm. and your you know your your colleague might be able to tell you well how how did you this is how i got through this you know so i i would tell anyone starting out or anyone that is struggling in their child care business right now to look into some type of coaching um because that's the only way that you're going to be able to move to the next level. That is the only way that your business is going to be able to sustain is by knowing what you need to do, you know, and we can't, the old way of doing childcare is just not cutting it anymore. It's different. It's very different now. Even the way we hire is different now. Everything is different. You know, we're hiring more younger people. So you have to be more innovative with systems that they that they're willing to work with and they like to work with, you know, you, you, you have to change with the time, yep. you know, and we can't do it alone. You, you can't, you have to have some type of business coaching and not just so much childcare coaching, um, mm-hmm. but just some type of business coaching that you have to be a part of to teach you how to scale your business and how to structure your business. Cause without structure, you're just going to be turning, turning in circles. Yeah. Absolutely. And I like that you mentioned the being on paper, because that's something we see and hear all the time is, you know, people coming off of paper and pen and getting onto childcare CRM or getting onto a center management system. Um, and we have some people at childcare CRM who used to be directors at multiple locations. Um, and they call the binder, like the binder of death because they're just like, it was just crazy. I'm flipping through. I know I have a binder for every location I'm going to that week. And they were like, I just couldn't, I couldn't keep track of anything. Um, and Chuck, our, one of our founders, he has a saying, he used to give away um, tape measures at every trade show we'd go to. So at the Child Care Success Summit, he'd give away a ton of little tape measures because he always says you can't manage what you can't measure. So you know, you mentioning how important it is to know your numbers and see, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't a huge month for us. So we can maybe, you know, stop spending our marketing dollars on ads this month and then boost our budget for the next month. I think that's so important. And um, just understanding also, you know, why if you're struggling with parents leaving or if you're struggling with, oh, they toured, but then they don't enroll. It's so important to know why they're doing that and how many people are actually um you know becoming disengaged so that you can understand where to improve and grow so i think that's great and one thing that i always you know i always do a self-check you know and sometimes as owners we have to look in the mirror and really ask yourself and be honest and say would i work for me you know would I work for this company? Mm-hmm. Would this be good enough for me? And if it's not, then you have to do some reevaluation. And you have mm-hmm. to, you know, would I enroll my child here? Mm-hmm. If I was a parent, would I send, you know, would I send my child to this facility? Mm-hmm. If I was a child care provider, would I work at this facility? Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes we have to really, um, dig deep and that's a hard truth you know it's hard to look yourself in the mirror and say okay what do i need to change you know and i and i think that's what we struggle with sometimes as owners because we think we're doing everything right you know and it's always the teachers it's the teachers it's the parents it's the kids it's never us it's always them right and so we have to 
when we notice that things, like you said, if you know that you're losing children, okay, we got to get down to the bottom of it and find out why. But you only really can truly find out the answers to those questions when you do have systems and policies and procedures in place. Yeah. Yeah. And so something that um, you mentioned during the um, Child Care Success Summit, when you were up for the uh, Child Care Rockstar of the Year Award, uh, you mentioned that initially it was maybe kind of difficult to communicate with families when you're first starting out. Um, so how do you communicate with families today, especially maybe the ones who have, um, you know, concerns or complaints? How do you kind of manage that at your locations? Well, for me, I started to put myself in their shoes more. Um, I'm a mom, you know, and I'm, I'm a mom first. I have four children. And at the time when I opened my center, my children were small. They, would, they had just passed daycare age, um, but they were still small. And I know how I am about my children. Um, and, of course, you always think your kids are right, right? So um, I just had to start putting myself in parents' shoes more. And learning to have more compassion and more empathy when I'm speaking to them. Although it is a business, you know, sometimes you have to kind of use, um, at my center we have what's called the sandwich effect, right? So you give parents something good about their child, then you slide in the bed, and then you give them something good. And so I noticed that with parents, you kind of got to do the same thing, you know? And even though parents are not always right, you know? So I'm a firm believer that in child care, you know, the saying the customer is not always right because they're not. They're not always right, um, especially when it comes to their children, because, of course, they want to protect their baby. So their babies never do anything wrong. You know, it's always us. But what I have learned is that we are speaking about their most prized possession and people become very overprotective about their most prized possession. And so I have learned to listen to understand instead of listening to respond. And if it's something that I feel the parent is very upset about, in return, it can make me upset because of where they're speaking to me. I have learned to not respond right away and say, you know, instead of responding quick, you know, taking my time and saying, hey, mom, dad, let me look into this and I'll get back to you. You know, instead of them blowing up at me in return, you know, I used to be a firecracker. I felt like the way you speak to me, that's the way I'm going to speak to you. Mm-hmm. But in business, it's that's not good. And especially child care, because, again, we are dealing with people's children. And when you're dealing with people's children, emotions run high. Sometimes both parties can say things that they really don't mean. Then we regret it later. Um, so I the best tactic that I have used is to learn how to listen to understand instead of listening to respond because parents have everyday life going on as well and you never know what happened before they gave you a call you never know what they're going through you know and sometimes you can hear it in their voice because most of the time they're not really upset with you they're just upset Mm -hmm. you know and so the same way we redirect children and the same way we have patience and empathy with children, we have to do it with their parents as well. And so I have just learned to um, make sure that I respect my parents to the fullest, but at the same time, stand firm and 
standing on my policies and procedures so they can respect us as well. Respect is very big in my center. My parents know it. Um, I don't allow disrespect, um, but we are the most respectful, but we do not allow disrespect in no way. And mm -hmm. I think that's why we have such a tight bond um, with our parents um, because they know, but we are very strict and I can be strict on my policies and still love you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I tell my parents, I give an example. We have um, a strong cutoff time and we, we our cutoff time is 9 a.m. If you're there at 9.02, they know they're not coming for the day. And in the beginning, we had a lot of parents complaining. But now parents thank us and say, hey, you helped me get to work on time. You helped me be more on time for things that I need to be on time for. You know, so it's a way that you can be firm but still show love. Mm -hmm. And so I have just learned to balance the two because in the beginning, no, I was a hot mess express. Whatever you said to me, that's what I said to you. And, you know, but um, at the end of the day, the parents keep our doors open. And so we, we have to make sure that we are taking care of them, but still staying strong with your policies and procedures and making them respect your rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And how do you, you know, given that you have multiple locations now, how do you reinforce that among your staff and kind of equip them to um, be in line with your values and, you know, the, the personality of your center? Well, we, um, I'm very, very big on training. Um, so we do have um, a lot of training um, and our training is not always child care related um, because we do a lot of customer service training because I feel that in child care, it is a customer service based business and, you know, our employees needs it. I stay, I'm, I'm not an on-site owner, um, so I don't work in my facilities, but I am still involved in the day to day. Um, so I do read, you know, I read Brightwell messages and I read messages from the parents and, you know, I see the emails that come in. And so I make sure that I address everything with my with my admin team if it's something that I see that needs improvement. Mm -hmm. We have monthly meetings every month. Um, so we, we always meet um, every third Sunday of the month to discuss the good and the bad. And if it's anything that needs to be addressed at that time, I make sure that we address it. So my, t um, my team is very aware of how I want things done. Um, we have training beyond training beyond training to make them um, stay on their toes. So it's, it's better. I think that um, in the beginning when I first started, I didn't have an onboarding process. Um, I do now have a 90-day onboarding process. So when my staff come in, they know what to expect. The vision is laid out for them. The mission is laid out for them so they know what we do and how we operate. So then it's no gray areas. Now, do we have slip ups every now and then? It's not perfect, you know, but for the most part, I would say, you know, I always joke and I even we even have it on some of our marketing and say that we have the coolest culture in child care. Um, but we have fun. We have fun at work, um, but we also make sure that we do what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as you have that balance that, that's what make it great. Yeah. And have you found that having that really strong company culture plays a big part in retaining your employees and your staff? Yes, because I truly believe that people come to work um, and they want to feel good. You know, I am a people's, I'm, I'm a feel good people's person. I love to make people feel good. I love to make people smile. 
Um, and you can, the daycare up the street can pay you $3 more than what I do. But if you're upset and you're angry every time you go to work and you're irritated, the $3 mean nothing if you don't have peace of mind. You know, and so I make sure that I try to provide a happy environment because that is key for me, not just for the students, but for the staff as well. I want my teachers to love to come to work. Now, is every day a great day? Of course not. We're in child care, you know, but for the most part, I want you to say, okay, I'm going to work today and I don't want, oh, I got to go to work. You know, I want it to be a happy moment. So I make sure that we do um, team building events and that we, you know, we do staff retreats yearly. Um, I took nine, I took nine of my staff members to, to Vegas with me to the summit. Um, so that was a great experience for them. Um, I had some teachers that had never been on a plane before. So I like to provide experience for my teachers and you know I tell my colleagues that's in the business it's not always about the money you know so it's not always about giving raises if you can or giving bonuses people want to know you care mm -hmm. people will forget what you say but they do not forget how you make them feel and your staff really want to know that you care about them you know, they, they want you to check in on them and you might be an offsite owner that don't work in a classroom but I'm making my business. I don't, I'm an offsite owner. I don't work at my centers, but I stop by both of my centers at least once a week. And I make sure that I check on all of my teachers and not just ask them, you know, about, no, I don't want to go too deep into their personal life, but I always, we always start our meetings off with the win. And I tell them, your win doesn't have to be about daycare. It doesn't have to be about what happened while you're at work. It can be a personal win. We start off with a win and a goal, and your goal doesn't have to be about child care. It can be a personal goal, you know, because I want them to know that I care about you outside of here. It's not just about me and my vision. It's about you as well, and your vision might not be child care. This might just be a stop for you, and that's perfectly fine, but I want to make sure that you feel good while you're here. Oh my goodness. I love it. You're like giving me goosebumps. This is so great. <laughs> so um, in your experience, uh, what are some areas in today's world, you know, kind of uh, hopefully on the tail end of a pandemic and, but um, hopefully some new regulations coming in childcare, lots of things happening. What are some areas that owners and directors should be looking at to scale and grow their business? My biggest thing that I talk about all the time, we just spoke about culture. I think the culture of your center plays a huge part in your enrollment and your staff retention. You know, when parents come and tour at, our, at either one of my facilities, they always say, it just looks so happy. Everybody looks so happy. It's so bright and everybody just looks like they're having fun. I felt so good. You know, the vibe was so good. And that is because that is what we strive for. You know, we we used to, I used to have, um, you know, our little tagline used to be, we were striving for excellence. But I felt like there was too much pressure on my teachers. So now we strive for happiness. We strive for happiness, you know, and Happiness might not be following your schedule to the T. Mm -hmm. 
because you might have to deviate because little Johnny is having a bad day and so he throws off circle time. Mm -hmm. But I never want my teachers to feel so stressed that, okay, if I'm not doing small groups at two o'clock, I'm going to be in trouble. You know, mm -hmm. I want people to feel good. When parents come on tours, I want them to know that not only are we going to take care of their children and educate their children, but we're going to love their children. And mm -hmm. I think the world is missing that. The world is missing love. The world is missing happiness. Everybody's so angry. Um, and sometimes it feeds off into children. And I tell my staff all the time, you know, when they're dealing with a, a child that's having behavior issues, well, how did you approach it? Were you angry? Because if you were angry, maybe that's why he or she is angry, you know? So I think if owners start to focus more on the culture of their center, um, I think things will change around. I think things will change for us. I really do. I think things will change from a hiring standpoint because you have to make people want to come and work for you. You have to give them a reason to want to work for you mm -hmm. and Money is not always the reason. Higher wages, yes, higher wages is important because childcare needs it. We, we need it bad. Mm -hmm. But people want to feel good. People want to feel like you care. They want to feel like you care. You know, parents just don't want to feel like they're another number. But they're just, a, their child is just a student. They want to know that you know their name. You know, instead of we, we have it big in the child care world where everybody is mom and dad. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. And I said that I was going to stop that. I was going to make it my business. Even if I don't know your first name, I want to make sure I know your last name. Hmm. I'm making my business to make sure that I meet every one of my students because I want to know their name. You know, I, I'm again, I'm a feel good type of person. And I just want to make people happy. And I think that if we change that in childcare and we start to build our culture better, mm -hmm. I think things will be better than what they are now. I love that. And I mean, clearly you've got, you've got a lot going on. You've got a lot of great insight to share. So what kind of, um, what was, the inspiration for adding even more onto your plate and offering your services as a childcare business mentor? Because I see what people go through in the industry, you know, and you have a lot of coaches, right? You have coaches, you have consultants. Um, and, but I don't want to teach you in a sense how to run your business, mm -hmm. right? I want to show you how to change your mindset in your business. Mm -hmm. Because I think once you change your mindset, you already know how. If you open a child care center, you know how to run a business. You, you took the, that's, that's a big risk. Yeah. You took the risk and you put a lot of liability on your back. Mm -hmm. So we already know you're strong. Yeah. But I think that it becomes so lonely and I'm just, I'm sure it happens in other industries as well, but this can be a lonely industry when you're the owner. And so I want people to know that, Hey, you have me, you have someone, you have, you have me to call on and say, Hey, I just need to vent. Mm -hmm. I just need some motivation today. 
You know, I just need you to tell me that it's going to be okay. Because even when you know that it's going to be okay, sometimes you just need to know and hear it from somebody, especially somebody that have went through it. I have went through, name it, in child care, I've been through it yeah. from a business standpoint. You know, mm -hmm. I have been the owner that didn't know how to pay my employees on time. I have been the owner that had back pay, old back payroll taxes to the IRS when I had a, a, a lien on my business, a levy on my business, when they could have mm -hmm. took my business from me. I've been there. Living tuition, tuition, and robbing Peter to pay Paul, I've been there. I've been there and people only see the good, you know, they see the pretty flyers and the pretty websites and, you know, the pretty furniture inside the center and the pretty paint on the wall, but they don't know what's behind that. You know, if you have a large facility, you wake up and you have 15 to 20 staff, that's all on you. You have mm -hmm. 80 to 90 children with that comes about 50 to 60 parents. All of those people are dependent on you when you wake up in the morning. And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for people, you know, and I see so many child care coaches, so many child care consultants, but we need more mentors. We need more mentorship in this field. It's not always about the money. You know, it's not always about, OK, I have this program and you could pay me for this and you could pay me for that. And that's fine because it's needed. But sometimes people just really need someone to talk to. They just really need someone to talk to because sometimes we have it. We know what we need to do. We just don't know how to do it. And we just don't know where to start because it's so overwhelming. Yeah. So I just want to be, I just want to be that person that people can lean on. Yeah. I love that. So what kind of um, services or how can people get in touch with you to, you know, be mentored by you? So I do have a program. Um, it hasn't fully kicked off yet, but it is kicking off in January of 2022. Um, so I am kicking off a mentorship program and it's going to be a six week um, mentorship program that goes every six weeks. Um, and where we're just going to meet weekly and we're going to talk about different topics um, and just really be a support system um, for each other. So um, it will all the information will be available on my Instagram page, um, which is Child Care Brander. Um, and it will be a link in my bio that will give all of the details on how you can sign up. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include the link to your Instagram below for anyone who's interested. Um, so definitely, if you're listening, make sure you go over there, follow her, because this has been so awesome. And uh, I just can't wait to see what happens with your program and uh, everything in the future. I just feel like there's so much on the horizon. So. Yes, I'm excited. I think um, that child care, you know, we have a lot of things in the pipeline um, for the child care industry as a whole, you know, with the things that um, the new, new administration is passing through for us. And I just really think that things are getting ready to turn around um, in child care. So I would tell any child care owner that is listening, just hold on, just hold mm -hmm. on, because our time is coming. Um, we, I think the pandemic, although the pandemic has been very tragic to a lot of people, one thing about child care is I think that it really made people look at us and say, hey, they're not just babysitters, yeah. you know, they're educators. And I think this is our time and it, it's mm -hmm. coming. We are being more respected um, from an educational standpoint. And I just tell people, you know, if you're, if you're, I know this is, it's been rough. It's been rough with enrollment. It's been rough with staffing, but we just got to hold on. We just got to hold on because it's turning around. And I, I truly, truly believe 
that 2022 is going to bring on great things, amazing things for the childcare industry. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about childcare CRM or childcare forms, visit us online at childcarecrm.com. And make sure to follow, rate, and review so you never miss out on another episode.